Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Ons at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. My guest today is R&B singer Tone Stith, whose spark is Usher's era and career-defining album, 8701. As I mentioned in our chat, and as anyone who has listened to this podcast for an extended period of time will know, 90s and 2000s R&B and hip-hop are home base for me, so obviously I was thrilled! And we also talk about a lot of other artists of that era, Missy Elliott, Timbaland, the Neptunes, Jasmine Sullivan, et cetera. So this was a lot of fun for me, and uh, that's what's really important, you know? But don't worry, it's going to be a lot of fun for you too, I promise. And far be it from me to withhold that fun for even one second longer. So, quick tone facts. New Jersey native Tone Stith is an R&B singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist. He released his debut project, Can We Talk, in 2017, which eventually led to his signing with RCA Records. His follow-up EP, Good Company, included features from Sway Lee and Quavo. In 2021, he released a two-part EP titled FWM and Still FWM. As a songwriter, Tone has penned numerous chart-topping hits, writing and producing on Chris Brown's Liquor and Make Love, and co-writing Undecided. He also opened for her in 2018 on her I Used to Know Her tour. His latest single, I Need You, was released on August 11th, and he has more new music on the way very soon. Quick 8701 facts. 8701 is the third studio album by R&B singer Usher. It produced two Billboard Hot 100 number one singles, You Remind Me and You Got It Bad, along with the top three single, You Don't Have to Call. The album debuted at number four on the US Billboard 200 chart, and it has since been certified four times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America, and has sold more than eight million copies worldwide. And there you have it. Onwards and upwards. Here comes my chat with Tone Stiff about 8701. Okay, uh, look, I'm going to try not to make this all about me, but if I did, 
a DNA test, I would be 100% 90s and early 2000s R&B and hip hop. So nice. You know, if you were worried this is going to be like a hardball interview, do not worry (laughs) about that at all. It's going to be a cruise. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So that out of the way. Um, the, the starting point, the jumping off point for all these interviews is your origin story with whatever we're talking about. So our entry point is 8701. Um, do you remember hearing that album for the first time or getting turned on to it? Any of that stuff? I do. I mean, I was very young, um, but I remember the pandemonium around Usher as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember, of course, um, you got it bad was like. I think that was the the biggest song maybe off that project. You had um obviously nice and slow that did what it did. I remember like being young watching the music video. He was on a motorcycle and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, this dude is cool. Like, who is this? Um yeah. and just hearing it everywhere I went. So it was like, all right, I can't get away from this. I I'm, I was pretty much forced to like it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? On top of the fact that it was really great music. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I was forced to to love Usher. And um once I got, you know, older, I really was able to just like embody and be like, oh, this is why, you know, this is why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This was great. Right. Um, but yeah, man, 8701 was definitely my entryway to Usher and like nice and slow and you got it bad. And I think uh you remind me was on that also, and just like all those big hits for his early career. So that was like that really did it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, this this album, in addition to just being amazing, that time period was so amazing for music. But this was like his, uh, you know, first adult album. He started recording right. when he was a kid, like he was a teenager when his first two albums came out. Right. And this was like, I am a grown man. And, yeah, I'm Usher. <laughs> right. Um, and just like dealing with, um. You know, like my way, there were still complex themes. It wasn't like, you know, he was talking about being on the playground or something. Right. But, um, it was like you felt like he had grown into the lyrics. And, right. you know, he is like a grown up. He it, it makes sense that he's talking about these things. Yeah. But then also looking at that track list, Woo! like the producers he worked with, the writers he worked with. It's just it's crazy. It's like it's the all star you know what I'm saying? Line up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking yesterday, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't remember if Timbaland did anything on this. He didn't. Um, but just the Neptunes, like the Neptunes yeah. and Timbaland that time of uh, like, you know, five years before that, five years after they that. Both were kind of going on the runs. Like you had Timbaland with Aaliyah, mm. you, had, you know, the Neptunes just kind of working with everybody right. really, but just, oh my gosh, just going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that with uh, kind of bridging the generation sort of like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis uh, producing some stuff on this. Exactly. Jermaine Dupree. Um, of course. You know, all these other people. And it just shows how big of a star he was and is. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, everybody wanted to work with him. Everybody could see, you know. That he, he was, was the guy. <laughs> right. Only going to get bigger. Um, yeah. Uh, but do you remember like anything that stood out musically lyrically anything that was you know uh kind of hit you from from that perspective i want to say that was like the first real guitar solo that i heard it was like you got it bad and that was like i think for me obviously i grew up um my parents like 
you know, had me listening to Prince, had me listening to Michael Jackson and things like that. Um, artists like that. But I would say for myself to recognize and 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 be able to, you know, to be like, oh, you know, like kind of mimic the solo. That was the first real guitar solo that I was like, I want to learn how to play this. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could sing that solo. It's like the most legendary solo, but the most simple solo ever. Like, it's not like he's in there shredding and, and going crazy. It's like, yo, this is, the solo is singing. So I think that was a big defining moment for me because I was like, yo, this, I mean, as a kid, that had to be one of my favorite songs. Like, it, it's, it's, it was a must. It was a given. But yeah, that solo really put a stamp on it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think uh, from a, a vocal standpoint, I mean, he he mentions Michael Jackson all the time as a... Of course, yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's obvious the way he dances. Um, right. You know, that there's that influence there. Right. I think people too, like, I was just having this conversation. I think a lot of people, um, if you listen to his execution in his vocals and his like the things that he chooses to do it does remind you a lot of michael because like me i mean i study mike to a t and i'm i'm i would listen to usher and be like oh oh you got i know where you got that from you know what i'm saying and and it's you know i don't know if people like really pay attention to that but i definitely did <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it's one of those things it's like I don't know that it's really possible for anybody, any like pop or R&B singer in the last, whatever, 40 years to honestly say that they haven't been influenced by Michael Jackson. Right, right, um, right. But, uh, you know, he was very vocal about being, you know, a huge fan and, and being really influenced by him. But then also talking about kind of the intersection between uh, pop vocalists and like soul, like Donny Hathaway, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, all of those influences were coming into in uh, his style, and I think with you got bad uh, in particular, you can really hear it's like a bit, you know, more emotional sort of ballad. And um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely that was definitely um, the emotion ballad for me. Like as a kid, like oh, okay, he's like, like I, I think, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but. You know, after like a few times of hearing that song, you already know the words, you know what I'm saying? Because you could feel the emotion on, on you know, the placement of the words and what's going on. So it kind of makes that like, you know, easy to remember. So I, that's another thing that I really appreciate about that song. And just referring back to it uh, now as I'm older, you know what I'm saying? Now it's another way of listening to it and being like, oh my gosh, like it's still, it's still hits just as hard, you know what I'm saying? It's still mm -hmm. the same. Like, it's just like, okay, this is a really great, Really great song, really great time period too for music. Yeah. And just like the lyrics, just super emotional, kind of, you know, it's something that everybody can relate to that feeling. Yeah. Of just like, you know, you're that song made everybody want to sing in the rain. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and go outside and sing in the rain. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was, I was also thinking about, um, like, you remind me, I think it's yeah. kind of hilarious that it's like, look, we could go out, but you, you look like, this you look, girl you that look. I used to go out with and I don't <laughs> that's like, too right. weird for me. <laughs> Somebody needs to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But you know what was great about that? Um that I, I took away from a lot uh for this next project. It was really just like the fact that it was very conversational and very raw and very like it wasn't it wasn't like it was any beating around the bush. It wasn't like, you know, things were and metaphors and things like that. It was very much so just straight on as if you were having a conversation. And that's one thing that I love and that I really like adopted because I, I, you know, in this time with music, I feel like 
you know, there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of people trying new things. There's a lot, just a lot of different styles. But I think what we miss is that like, yo, music should be conversational because when you're listening to me, you're literally listening to it. You know what I'm saying? And and if you talk to the the person, the listener, then I feel like your music would do better, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Drake is a good example. I think even though I don't consider him an R&B singer, Drake, his lyrics, he's a, he knows how to have a conversation. And I think that's why he wins every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think there can be a temptation to just make the message of the song as basic and simple as possible and feel like that's the best way to get through to people is just like, right. you know, repeating four lines or right. having something that's just like, you know, let's go party or whatever. And there's nothing wrong right. with songs like that as well. Right, I appreciate right. those songs too. But if you can tell a story and, you know, really paint a picture in someone's mind, something that they can really relate to. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really special thing. Absolutely. Yep. Agree. Yeah. And then going back to the production, uh, songs like You Don't Have to Call. Um, that... Uh, you know, I could go on for years talking about the Neptunes and how like mind blowing I find the stuff that they did and like yeah. trying to find if you try to look up like their production discography, it's like nine million pages long. Yeah, just, like, it's like hey, everyone they did everything. <laughs> yeah. But combining this uh, kind of storytelling with that very uh, sparse production one of the things that I think the Neptunes did so skillfully in a lot of their production was saying they're going to let the the vocals do most of the work and the production, it's just like just enough. It, it reminds me of like uh, Drop It Like It's Hot where it's like yeah. so simple but so effective and like so really memorable. It's stuff that everybody you know instantly um, and it's the same deal with this to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Even front. Yeah. Um... Mm. Cause you know, like you know, Pharrell. I mean, he out. He he can sing a little bit, but you know, he, he's not like Michael Jackson or like you know Usher or yeah. anything like that. But his the production was so amazing that even him just singing the way he sings, it was like this is this is perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, everybody loved it. Everybody could listen to it. Like it was it was just what it was. And I definitely think it's because it was so simple. Like. You just had space for the lyrics to breathe and you could hear what is being said. So that's really important. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think, why they were these like era defining producers, again, along with Timbaland, that it's like, Facts. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to work with them because they know this is what they do for artists. They, right. You know, that sound is so artist friendly and it really compliments people it's not like overpowering but it still has that like signature stamp that really appears uh, appeals to people incredible yeah absolutely <sighs> um i was also this is just like an aside i yeah. um the u-turn which was you know like the fourth single like as the album campaign is winding down and you know yeah the, the single that they're like We'll just put out this one more. Well, yeah, we'll just give that one to the people. Yeah. And I, I still love it. It's just, you know, it's like, you know, not the most memorable song from the album. <laughs> right. But um, I uh, I lived in the UK for a long time. I'm a dual citizen. And the UK has a tendency to revive old songs and just like put put it over a dance beat 
and put it out and you know that becomes really popular and they've done that with this song like it's re-recorded vocals but it's just like this like much much yeah, faster yeah. it's um incredible <laughs> that's so great though check that out if you want to laugh um <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to i'm definitely going to because <laughs> that's great yeah. but also this album um you know then being uh bridge to confessions yeah <sighs> i was just like going through his stuff the other day and yeah just going from like 8701 to confessions even to like um i think after that it might have been either here i stand or raymond versus raymond i don't remember which one but i think it might have been here i stand but um even just like yeah 8701 to confessions was a crazy setup you know what I mean? Because, you know, Confessions, obviously, obviously Usher was, you know, already Usher um, when he dropped 8701 and, you know, you remind me, you got it bad, right? But when Confessions dropped, it was like, it just was a whole different elevation of Usher. Because I remember that time period too, because I was a little bit older and being like, damn, like Confessions really was like running the radio and and nobody was tired of it like it was just like yo i could hear that song a million times and be okay with it but that and like i remember when the burn video had its debut on um i think it was on one maybe 106 in park and um i i just remember just watching that and being like yo this is this is incredible like this this man is here like you know what i'm saying he's here to stay mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh what was it um caught up was on that album mm-hmm. too and just like it was just yeah he just went on this it was another just elevation you know and i i, I really just like loved watching usher's career just grow because it was that, that was incredible time for a quick break because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here but we'll be right back save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I think uh, those two songs, uh, Caught Up and Burn, are a perfect encapsulation of like the two sides of his personality, the things that he does best. Yeah. Burn is just like, kills me, like knife in the heart. So amazing. But it's these like big, emotional, romantic, like slow jam, uh, incredible, like life in the pool on fire. My God. Um, (laughs) And then caught up where it's just like you know up-tempo like yeah. uh these like party songs that just are so perfect so incredible and it makes me sad that he's kind of falling off a little bit like i mean he's just like disappeared he doesn't he doesn't do you know as much anymore for me I, I feel like at this point i'm like look man usher you could tour for the rest of your life off of these songs you know what i mean like now i do hope that while he makes new music and puts new music out that he, you know, dips back into the, you know, whatever pot they was in when they made those songs. I do, you know, I really do want that. I think everybody wants that as an Usher fan. But if that never happens, I am still a thousand percent satisfied with the catalog. Because even like, 
I, I was I was listening to a lot of his stuff, and even like uh, when Oh My God dropped, and I and it was different. It was it was like it was totally you know pop, and the the whole industry was just doing pop music at the time. But even that song, when I listened to that, I'm like, damn, that was a great song. You know what I'm saying? Like DJ got us falling in love. I was like, those are still great, great, great songs, and still did amazing things for him in his career. I think that like still put him on that next always kept them on that next level so mm-hmm. i'm I, I am very content with the <laughs> with the usher catalog <laughs> yeah yeah me too i mean that i think that's a good example of uh like an artist who's willing to evolve and kind of yeah not update their sound but like listen to what's happening in right. the charts listen to like the musical the musical landscape um right. <laughs> and just adapt and say i still want to sound like me I still want to do the things that I do best, but I'm going to tweak it so that, um, you know, I can keep up with the times. With the times. Yeah. <laughs> don't get left behind. Yeah. I don't, do, uh, do you watch Dave? The uh, TV show? No. He was in an episode of it in the last season. I was like, there he is. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, now, have you, have you been to his uh, residency? No. In Vegas? I have not. I haven't either. I want to. Very much so because everybody that tells me, you know, to go is saying like it's incredible. It's, it's a it's a way that we haven't seen Usher before. Um, like the setting is very intimate. Um, it's not like he's on this big arena stage where it's like okay, you know, he's all the way up there and whatever, right? It's like you're in this small theater in Vegas, and and they're just saying the way he the way his production is is just like. You have to see it before, you know, before he ends the the residency because it's just different. And I think that also would show a different side of like just his professionalism and just how great he is as an artist just to, you know, keep evolving on the performance level, too. So I'm definitely I'm trying to see him maybe in like October or something like that. <laughs> and yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll go see it, man. Go definitely go see it. Yeah, I'd love to. Is it who? Kiki Palmer that he pulled up on stage yes. and she was just like losing her shit yeah. and everybody was saying she's just a, in that moment she's just a random fan she's not a superstar she's like no nah, everything just, that she's done just disappears and she's like you ah. have to cause like like, like, a ma- like for me you know I don't you know what I haven't seen Usher live and I think for me that would be one of the shows where I'm just like just jaw drop, like you know what I mean, like because mm. it's just like kid me is just probably screaming. All you know what I'm saying? It's my favorite songs growing up, so I, you know, I I don't blame her. I feel like she was she was in the green, she was good, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> despite and, the other stuff. But she she yeah, yeah. she was in the green, she yeah. was good, she was enjoying herself. Yeah, it's the way it should be. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think uh, that's one of the other things about him is like there are people who are incredible vocalists and that is their lane they come on stage and just sing and it's still they might have things happening around them like dancing not so much (laughs) and that's you know the comparison to to michael or to, to prince or somebody like that where yeah he gets on stage and how can he keep up with himself like doing all this shit at the same time it's um it's like non-stop movement yeah it, that is like a real entertainer 
and somebody who can do a Vegas residency because it's like a spectacle. It's a it's a full fully realized performance. Like it's like Broadway. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I mean, right. Seriously. Right. Yeah. And he I mean, just even at the age he's at and just being able to just like he he can run laps around younger artists right now, you know. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's probably some younger artists that would not be able to like keep up. <laughs> but it, that just, like I said, it's incredible. It just shows you the time that he came from, um, which is like that real, that real artist and that real musicianship, you know, where you had to go out there and you had to be great. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lot to just rely on. And I'm not, you know, putting down any artists of this generation, but I just think, you know, a lot of things are more easy now to support, you know, being on stage and just support, you know what I mean? But that real performance and and just musicianship you know you just gotta have it Mm -hmm. yeah and there is something special about uh i mean i have mentioned this a couple times but artists of that era that it's like usher destiny's child Aaliyah, you mentioned before um yeah brandy people like this i mean brandy's not too much of a dancer but um (laughs) you know but she but she is a performer she is going to yeah she's going to perform Mm -hmm. (laughs) also just people who sing like the, yeah. these these voices that are I, I remember seeing brandy on some late night show performing she's like sitting on a stool and just like <laughs> hanging out and the sounds that are coming out of her it's just like the fact how's it real <laughs> yeah like how can a human being produce these sounds yeah yeah jack you know jasmine sullivan that's she's another one because like i love her career because the fact that you know maybe was it like I don't know if it was like 09, it was when she like dropped the, when she first hit the scene, you know, um, and to go on a break for as long as she went on a break and then come back and then be even more impactful in the music industry than when she first like came out is just like, yo, she, to me, she she has had one of the most incredible careers. And I think that also goes back to being like her talent and the fact that she can really just stand there and just go off yeah. and just sing. You know what I mean? Because you feel that. Um, I've seen her a few times, but it was like the feeling that I got. I was like, she is definitely in the race for most incredible singer of all time. For real. <laughs> She's definitely in that race. Yeah. Like cannot exclude her. Yeah. And uh, again, just somebody who it just it just comes out of her. It doesn't she you know, she's like smiling and relaxed and it's not yeah, there's no yeah, effort just... involved <laughs> but uh yeah incredible incredible uh like hotels um the oh my god like this concept album like you know when when she started out it's you know pretty normal trajectory for nutters but she was really young too for first album i love that album but it was like you know uh lions and tigers and bears yeah and uh, uh busty windows uh, all that stuff the windows yep but the yeah like evolution in her sound and in the concepts that she talks about and her confidence as an artist um it's it's just yeah amazing amazing to see so so many uh incredible people and uh again bringing it back to timbaland and missy you know missy uh was a big a part of that first album so yeah missy was on a roll also she was definitely a part of that (laughs) she was she yeah that them alone they really just crafted that era like i remember like as a producer it was pharrell timbo and like kanye west produce just as a producer just producers and and missy but producer being like oh my gosh like 
this is what it's supposed to feel like when you hear music for the first time that you haven't ever heard. And it was like, you know, everything that they were dropping, it was just like, yo. Like, I remember when uh, he dropped Promiscuous with Nelly Furtado, mm -hmm. and it was like, this is a banger. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, Missy with, um, I mean, her stuff, and then, like, the stuff that she was dropping with Sierra, it was just like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Y'all are tripping. <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, people who, multi-talented people, superstar producers who are also artists who are, like, doing features on songs that they've produced or just, you know, producing songs, taking a backseat, whatever. And then on top of that, like people like Missy, the visuals, like the videos that she oh. did, all the Hype Williams stuff. Like, oh my gosh, she changed the game. She changed, like she, she paved the way for, you know, Kendrick and, and SZA and those people to have like those incredible, you know what I'm saying? Those incredible videos. Big shout out to them for keeping it alive. But she definitely paved that, that way. You know, I also think, uh, Busta Rhymes really paved the way too for, you know, videos to just kind of be like, you know, whatever you want them to be, you know, so shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. And just another important part of that, like definitely for Missy, but also for Busta is like weirdness, like having yeah. videos that are just like, what is going on? Like incredible. Right. I mean, I think, you know, another person who I feel that influence on um, like Tierra Whack, her. Oh, I love. Yeah, I love Tierra. She doesn't care. She just she's going to do whatever she wants in the in the video. I love that. Yeah, I she um there was a documentary sort of documentary made about her that was at uh, the Tribeca Festival this year, and I saw it. And it's like part documentary, part uh like fiction, and it is insane. It's so That's good. Crazy. Yeah, so I need to watch that. <laughs> see that when it comes out. Yeah, but yeah, just all all of these people who influenced each other were like building each other up. It wasn't about. You know, there's there's healthy competition when you're artists, you know, in the same lane, but um, working on each other's stuff and like it's a, a collaborative thing instead of just being like, uh, you know, turf wars or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to be the best and you can't be, you know, nah, everybody was showing love. And that's the thing too that I loved too back then. And I think it's coming back around, but everybody was like really giving each other their flowers, you know? And and the fact that they were collaborating like that, like that's that's what really shows it. I mean, one thing I love is like Kanye West uh, documentary, even before the one that he just put out. Um, just I would go on YouTube and just kind of see like the behind the scene footage and stuff like that. But like just seeing him meet Pharrell and be able to play like records for Pharrell for the first time, and then getting that stamp of approval, like bro, you're, you're the guy, like you're, you know what I'm saying? You're the one I mean, that's cool. I feel like, you know, nowadays, like, I don't know, it's, it's some people, it'll be a real transaction. And then some people it's kind of like, all right, what can I, how can I capitalize off you? You know, I, I think back then it was just a more organic and real type feeling. You had to appreciate the talent, you know, mm -hmm. now I feel like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think even now there's still plenty of room for people to have that wear their influences on their sleeve, um, speak about the people like contemporary um, artists, uh, their peers who have influenced them and like absolutely you know, lifting each other up, just being kind about people and wanting like the music industry is a rough place and, and, you know, trying to just lift people up as much as you can, I think is, um, you know, it's the way to do it. For real. Yep. Yes, sir. Well, 
I like to end on a positive note. So that feels <laughs> like as good a place as any. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate you, Adam. I, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it when people bring stuff to me that I am into. So this is, yeah. this is a, a wonderful thing for me. So really appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. Yes, sir. That was so much fucking fun. Thanks again to Tone for chatting with me. His latest single, I Need You, is out now, and he's got much more on the way for you very soon, and you should listen to it because this man's voice is insane. So good. (sighs) Anyway, my spark of the week is Full Circle, Steven Soderbergh's new-ish HBO series. Uh, Look, it's been out for a while, but I'm busy. Jeez, leave me alone. Anyway, Steven Soderbergh has always had more projects on the go than anyone in Hollywood, and he's made some really incredible stuff, and he's also made some absolute dog shit. Um, You know, but I love that. Like, he's not afraid to take risks. He does all kinds of things. So I always approach his work with a little uh, trepidation. You don't really know what you're going to get. But I am really enjoying this one. Um, It's a dense... Very complex mystery slash thriller, and it's got an incredible cast. Claire Danes, Timothy Oliphant, Jarell Jerome, CCH Pounder, the list goes on and on. It's a huge cast. And I mean, this show is so complicated and there are so many characters and sometimes it kind of makes my head spin. Like I'll finish watching a scene and think, what the fuck is happening? Uh, But I actually kind of like that aspect of it. So yeah. Check that out if you want a little twisty mystery in your life. And that's about it. Please follow me on social media at Spark Parade. But otherwise, just take it easy. Enjoy these waning days of summer. Just relax. And until next time, bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.